I was going to say something here, but I can't remember what. Well, I believe it starts with this. That's it. This is Big Green, the May edition, the podcast that speaks to you directly. We've got a little bit more coming from uh, Cousin Rick Perry, a little bit more music, working on that album, a couple more rough drafts for you. Also got a little bit more uh, Big Green music coming your way as well. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. Who knows? Let's find out. Some remembrances of things past with Matt Perry, our friend. Stay tuned. Welcome to This Is Big Green. Unfortunately, we do not have any sponsors this month. No, we're going it alone this month. Um, we were unable to get anyone to underwrite the show, so unfortunately, there will be no sponsorship. Sorry. I think we're going to begin this show before we bring our, my brother Matt out for a <laughs> sprightly and amusing conversation. I think we'll begin this show with uh, a little number off of our long-playing record, International House. And the name of the song is Baby Be Bad. It's a pop number. An antimatter love song. See if you can detect the irony. Here it is. Baby Be Bad. Tell ho
That was Baby Be Bad by Big Green off of the long-playing record, International House. Thank you for listening to that. Now, something completely different. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we don't appear to have any kind of sponsorship this week. Well, let me explain what happened. You see, our friends at BP last week... um, or I, I should say our friends at an unnamed oil company decided to um, make clear to us that we shouldn't make representations in their name, that that is a violation of some kind of, um, hmm, I think they called it a uh, law. Um, I think it's a legal device of some kind that restricts people from saying just what they want to say when they want to say it. And so I'm not allowed to say what I want to say when I want to say it especially with regard to BP. So, no, we are not sponsored by BP or any other oil companies. No, we are not sponsored by the American Petroleum Institute. No, we do not have the nice lady who uh, tells you all about the American Petroleum Institute to come and tell you about how wonderful they are doing. No, we don't have guests from Angola to tell you how uh, Chevron is helping to develop that country. No, we don't have people from, um, let's see, ExxonMobil talking about how we're going to help teachers all across America by destroying their neighborhoods. I mean, I'm just kidding. So if you're expecting to hear some kind of sarcastic balderdash about big corporations and how they're taking advantage of us, well, you're not going to hear it on This Is Big Green. So if you've tuned in for that kind of all, just give it up. You will not hear it here. I think it's time to get Matt on board. Matt, where are you? Would you advertise, would you advertise, would you advertise for a sandwich? Would you advertise, would you advertise, would you advertise for a sandwich? Would you advertise for a sandwich? I'm enjoying the sandwich, Joe. <laughs> oh, Matt, and you didn't bring enough for everybody. A delicious sandwich, Joe. A delicious sandwich. So enough of your big footy and logic. What's with the champ? What's with the chimp? I'm wearing the chimp again. Yeah, I know. You're always wearing that chimp. You know why? Well, uh, there's a good reason. No, you only have one shirt. No, it's... You lost the barrel. No. Um, it's a chimp reason, Matt. It's a chimp... Not one of the monkeys... Another monkey died? No, another monkey didn't die. <laughs> the poachers have been... <laughs> You're going to get us in trouble again. God damn it. Do we have anything to apologize for this month? Not yet. Hmm. Well, probably. I don't know. I didn't look at the email. So. What the hell did we say last month? I don't even remember. I don't know. We rambled. I don't listen to the show. I find it we, crude. We talked about Larry and his handmade guitar. <laughs> we may have talked about Chuck Kruger. Oh, we did talk about before. Chuck Kruger. Oh, geez. No, that was Chuck Kruger last month. Yeah. We made some unfortunate references to other musicians that we've known in the local area. Yes, that was unfortunate. Very unfortunate. So we'll apologize for all that right now. Uh, I'd like to say on behalf of Big Green, Matthew and myself, um, that, um, and this is Joe speaking, um, 
Oh, I'm very, very sorry. Very sorry for everything that we've said. Everything. This is the apology section of the show, as you know. And I'd like to personally apologize for that bit I did about the conspiracy theories and kind of poking fun at conspiracy theories, especially with the Paul McCartney is dead conspiracy theory, because, you know, I'm sorry. And you should be. (laughs) What's funny about this? He's like one of the only Beatles still alive. Yeah, that's (laughs) that. You know, do, do they want three Beatles to be dead? I mean, Jesus. Joe, we're getting a kind of a mahunkin buzz in here. Yeah. What's sure What's the thing. buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. It was come back, Maine. Well, so you you turned it on again. Well, I'm in the middle middle of a sentence. So now what I said didn't make sense. Well, then start from the beginning. <sighs> I'm sure we're all very interested to hear. I don't want to play anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I want to stay. Stay. So, Joe, are you happy that I found that picture of Spock with a helmet that we talked about in last month's show? Yes, in case anyone doesn't remember, last month we talked about a toy that used to show up in the Montgomery Ward catalog in the Sears catalog around Christmas time. It was a special helmet worn only by Spock. It said Spock across the front. It was white, and it had had a police bubblegum machine on the top. Except Spock never wore it. Of course. Of course. Spock never wore any. (laughs) Well, he wore pants. He he did wear pants. He wore Vulcan pants. (laughs) Yes, but they didn't have helmets on them. No. Um, Yeah, it was... It was a very strange thing, and Matt found a picture of it. Though, Did you actually find it, it with... With it on Spock's head, or did you... Some, somebody did you, obviously digitally put that on <laughs> Spock's head. That's hilarious. It was... I recognized... I'm sorry to say, I recognized what episode they took the picture of Spock from. It was the no blah 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 one. Yeah, the, I did too. The Miri episode. <laughs> yes. I'm... Yeah. Yeah, I'm very sorry to say that I did recognize Mine! Yes. Well, that was after the tricycle incident, too. Yeah. Where Newt Gingrich tried to... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody... <laughs> Newt Gingrich wanted... It's fundamentally broken. Somebody... <laughs> wanted Captain Somebody Kirk fix it. ...to fix his tricycle. <laughs> he was a grup. He's a grup. Okay, we're, we're, t- we're talking about Star Trek already, oh, yes. which I'm is sorry. never a good... S- Sign. Well, Matt was saying that he Sign. found a picture, and you will find it on our website, actually. Um, if you go to... Um, that guy doesn't even know his own website. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's on my Facebook page. That's right. Nobody well, I, can, I, I will post it on our website. Good man. Go to our website. <laughs> go to the website. <laughs> go to the website. Um, yes, do. <laughs> yes, and uh, you will see the photo. Of Spock in a special helmet <laughs> that he bought fit. from Montgomery Wards. With his own monkey hands. <laughs> <laughs> Never touched by human hands. So there's <laughs> gotta be some conspiracy theories about this about Star Trek, I would imagine. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah. How come we don't know them? Is it actually surprising Did they replace Spock or something? Surprisingly <laughs> many of them are still alive. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's been when you consider you know, contemporary television shows to Star Trek, but most of them have been massacred, you know. No, they've been decimated. Look, look at Hawaii Five O, I mean Yes. Camp Fong and Chin Ho and yes. Jack Dano. Lord. Dano pushing up the Jack Lord is with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Jack 
Lord is with his Lord. <laughs> Karen Fong is pushing up chin holes. <laughs> Karen Fong is in a hole. I don't know. He might still be alive. <laughs> he, no, I don't know. No, no. I think Dan he could be still dead, alive. though. Isn't Dano dead? Dano might be dead. Chin Ho might be alive. Because, I mean, think of. What the hell was Dan? Think Dan's of Dan anyway. It, it was MacArthur. Was <laughs> Isn't he MacArthur? Yes, it was like. <laughs> MacArthur Parker. <Yes>. Some... <laughs> Park MacArthur. <laughs> parked MacArthur. Yeah, he's dead. He's been parked. <laughs> now that's Richard Harris, Joe. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry about me. No, he's definitely dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry. There was a movie called Man Called Horse. Sorry about Man Called Man Called Horse. <laughs> and it starred Richard Harris. And it was fairly, well, it wasn't hugely embarrassing, the first movie, but it's like they did a resurrection of it. Oh, yeah, it the resurrection like of it was like all sequels were in those days, which were just like. Five times as cheap as the Where original. <laughs> Richard Harris's character was dead by that point, and they had some cavalry guy yelling over to an Indian, Sorry about man called horse. <laughs> they just call him horse, okay? I know. It's like he was man called man called horse. Well, they were worried that he might say hoss instead of horse. Sorry about horse. Sorry about hoss. Well, Dan Blocker's dead, so. Sorry about hoss. It all comes together yeah that's another uh 60s television show that's been massacred long yeah. green long gone dan <laughs> blacker even dan longer Black. gone yes and even little joe little joe little joe is gone yet pernell roberts still alive that's true but i think uh not at all well not at all well. is he still alive yeah yeah he is oh, huh? yeah. unless he's you know Unless you've got a box of <laughs> no, Adam's still. I want to apologize in advance to the <laughs> to the friends and family of Pernell Roberts. We have no ill will. To well, somebody to took a machine gun to the cast to bewitch, though, Joe. You got to admit, yeah, they did. Yeah, it's like I don't think anybody's left. Well, see, Dick York was he he injured his back while he was on Bewitched. Yeah, and he was disabled. Theory. For... I think Dick Sargent killed him, didn't? <laughs> Just so he could take his... No! <laughs> to get the power he had been lusting after. He outlived Dick Sargent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he outlived everyone. Yeah, he lived he a long time. He was the most recent one to die, I think. Yeah, he, he... But he got morbidly obese. Who, Dick Sargent did? Dick York. Oh, Dick York did. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was... He was actually a homeless advocate. Oh. He was an advocate for the homeless. He used to spend his entire day on the phone. Yeah. And that was that's what he did. And Elizabeth Montgomery was also quite quite good politically. Yeah, she was a, she was a strangely progressive. She remember yes. her doing that show about um, El yes. Salvador. Yeah, she uh, did narrations for several uh, shows that were quite progressive. Interesting. Yeah. And Maurice Evans, well, you know, he was on Planet of the Apes. So. That's right. So he believed put him in, in an ape suit. He believed in multiculturalism. Yeah. He, he, had Heston, apes. he had Charlton Heston dragged away. What could be better than that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a madhouse. Oh, man. If only we were here to drag away, like, I don't know, like, the guy who's the head of the NRA now. Oh, yeah. That, that, um, fucking that man with man. a strangely French sounding man. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's French. Sounds French to me. <laughs> You think he'd be surrendering somewhere? I keep thinking, 
Pierre Le Duc, but that's, <laughs> that's Le, not his Pepe name. Pepe Le Pew or something like that. Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Cast the Last in Space is strangely alive still, Joe. Except for, you know, Guy Williams, obviously. And and part of the reason for that is The whole that, robot's dead now. Is that it? there were children. Yeah, well, it was a show with lots of children. Yeah, well, you can't say the same thing for Family Affair, can you? In Kenya, the Kenyan version of Family Affair. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm I'm glad I didn't say my three songs because that's a real earworm. That song, the cast of The Fugitive, Joe. They're all dead. They're all dead. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they didn't bother saving him from the chair. Yeah, I know. Just uh, I know. I know. It's almost like a, in the end it all evens out. Yeah, the cops finally got him. No, it wasn't the cops. It was a Grim Reaper man. Oh. David Jansen. David Jansen, he was he was a good man. He's a good man. He went into space. <laughs> what, what is he talking about? Oh, in Maroon. Maroon. Yeah. <laughs> I was marooned in the movie theater <laughs> when that was on. Perhaps the most boring movie ever made. <laughs> Yeah, it, it had was, Gene uh, Hackman. It was dull it as had, it was ugly. It had Gene Hackman, it had David Jansen, and it had James Franciscus. It, it was better than Capricorn 1, Joe. Gotta admit. Well, it was more plausible. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't Capricorn much better. Capricorn 1 was about um, a, a, a hoax uh, Mars landing. And it it's it starred um, Elliot Gould, <laughs> Sam Waterston, uh, and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Even Sam Waterston couldn't save it with his ability to act. Yes, <laughs> he tried. No, he didn't try. <laughs> he tried. He was the Joker man in that, I think. He was kind of... Oh, was he really? Yeah, he was kind of a joking astronaut. <coughs> he was a good Oppenheimer. At least a, <coughs> at least a sympathetic <laughs> one. You're a pretty good Oppenheimer. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> good Oppenheimer. He's <laughs> a good Oppenheimer. Good, good Oppenheimer to you, too. <laughs> Great. Now we have to now we have to apologize to Germany. <laughs> now not after the war we as soon as, as soon as they apologize for the war. <laughs> now sh- we have to apologize for that. <laughs> you Look, they were shooting at my father, okay? I think I can have one joke. <laughs> at their Actually <laughs> Well listen, they were only shooting at him because they agreed to take the chocolate covered cotton off the American hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh Milo uh, that's too many I was actually laughing at the German ambassador about a week and a half ago on the Colbert report well, didn't that just make him mad uh, he did the funniest thing what did he do the German an- ambassador or well the... it's cause Colbert was doing this story about uh, about Muppets in in Germany <laughs> how Kermit the Frog was on some show in Germany and then he was like he he like broke the media rules in Germany because he was promoting the the Muppet movie. Uh, you're not supposed to promote anything on a show unless you're explicitly promoting it. Right. So they were talking what about is that. It, like on their public 
it's public just, television. It's, it's one of their it's one of their media rules. I mm-hmm. think that I think it affects all of their networks. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're a little bit more stringent. And um, <laughs> and he brought the <laughs> brought the German ambassador. He's brought this guy on before. This guy's yeah. name is Hans Reinhold or something. I don't know <laughs> something. I'll hold German. you to that. Now, I I actually I'm <clears throat> following his Twitter feed now, and. <laughs> He has a Twitter feed. Okay. Twitter! Um, and <laughs> I'm making a face. And he came out with this with this Muppet that was... Well, you, you actually have to see this. There's no way that I can describe it in audio, but it was just hilarious. He had this, he had this Muppet, and he was like standing there like this. And Colbert says, I see you brought a whimsical puppet character out. <laughs> yes, his name is... He gave some ridiculous name. He says, well... Doesn't he talk? No, he does not talk. He has a lifeless piece of cloth. <laughs> <laughs> he's really an ambassador, too? Wow, he's very silly. He's the UN ambassador, I think. He's a very silly man. You have to watch. It's posted on my... Uh, it's posted on my Facebook page. Wow. Friend me, like me. <laughs> Friend me, like me. Friend like me, me, like me. Like, like us. <laughs> like us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're back to catch 22. Yeah. yeah. Colonel Karn would have loved Facebook. <laughs> like us. Like us. Yeah, really. Well, I'm thinking of finding that snippet. I was thinking of this before. I was thinking of finding that snippet and putting it next to the little little Facebook tag on our website. Oh, yeah, really. Like us. <laughs> but, that was uh, Colonel Korn saying that to... Uh, Yossarian. 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 Alan Arkin, who was a really good Yossarian. Yeah, he was very good. That was one of his finest roles. How was that? Everybody was great in that movie. Martin Balsam. That was a good movie. Balsam, or whatever his last name yeah. was. He yeah, was very good, good, too. He was yep. hilarious. Yep. <laughs> a lot of... Well, Art Garfunkel was in that movie, for Christ's sake, Joe. Yes, it was in the three-year period where Art Garfunkel was in movies. <laughs> he was in several movies, and that was that was the best one. What else was he in? He was in, like, Carnal Knowledge, and he was in a couple other movies. But, yeah, that was, that was the good one. Art Garfunkel's hair. That had, like, every actor <laughs> in the Western world in it. Yeah, it had. Lots of people in it. Lots of people. Or is a good movie rented? Well, uh, Orson Welles was in it. Yeah, I know. I thought we should do a movie review <laughs> segment, very... Joe. And I thought the first movie... You're we a should... very weird person. <laughs> I thought the first movie we should review would be The Manitou. The but, Manitou, yeah. But I guess we'd have to watch it first, since my memories of it are growing Oh, I see. Stale. Now we have to watch things. <laughs> I want to be a movie reviewer without watching anything. <laughs> well, that's how we'd normally do something. <laughs> I'm sure we'll just say we watched it and just do the review. Anyway. Well, there's some movies we've watched so many times that they're like painted on the inside of our skull. Like, yeah, well, we're not going to review The Wizard of Oz, Joe. No, I'm talking about really bad movies that we've seen. Like the Eye on the Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the we... trouble is we don't know the names of any of them. <laughs> That is a problem. That was like Vampire Planet or something. The Tubatan Vampire Man. The Tubatan Vampire Man. Yes. Of a distant planet. (laughs) (laughs) I am the vampire. You know me. (laughs) We'll have to play clips when we do this, Joe. So we'll have to prepare something. We should... 
we should preface any discussion of that with with the advisory that there was i mean for people who aren't familiar with these movies there's a whole class of science fiction and sort of cheap shit movies from the from the 60s and 70s yes cheap that had like a famous (laughs) semi-famous actor usually john carradine in one location (laughs) they obviously hired him for a day (laughs) because they had six cents so they could use his name they would like like in this tubaton vampire movie he was he was in a spaceship like control room the entire time of the movie. It's like so, Ed Wood famously did this with Bella Lugosi, right? Hire Bella Lugosi to headline his incredibly stupid movie like Plan Nine from Outer Space, or right? And he'd do one scene or one group of scenes <laughs> well, in, he in the died same location. That movie, yeah. Well, Plan Nine, he died, <laughs> and then he was replaced by Ed Wood's. Wife's, wife's chiropractor. <laughs> Hilarious. With a cape. Yeah, so anyway. That's a number, going back to... Oh, a number of those movies had the same format. And that was my point. I was going to start complaining. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of complaining, I was planting trees today, Joe. At the nature sanctuary. Planting trees again at the nature sanctuary. Planting fields of oaks so your people can still breathe. Yeah, usually I try to get volunteers to help, but like volunteers were not forthcoming this time. And oh, so no I'm, Eagle Scouts? So I'm. No, they never do it. No. Oh. Please, they do it wrong. They do it wrong. They're homophobic anyway, Joe. Oh, man. That's all part of being a scout. (laughs) Seems like they're missing out on a lot of scouting opportunities (laughs) by doing that. Well, not really. (laughs) You know, these repressed scoutmasters, Joe. That's true. That's true. Yes. Master. (laughs) Scoutmaster. Call me master. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway so no i'm ending up planting all the trees myself <laughs> so i'm saving all of your asses you can all pray to me now begin your praying to me Anyway, <laughs> he's got to get it out of his system, out of a canal. <laughs> Elementary, my dear Watson. Indeed, some tasty jazz. Wood dang. So we should talk about uh, some of the songs that we're going to play today. What what are we going to play? Well, what's going to be... uh, Well, actually, we're playing a couple more Rick Perry songs. One of them. Hell's the matter with you, Joe? That's Rick. I know. So Rick's still talking to us. I'm glad to hear it. Rick is still talking to us, yes. So why don't you tell us about the songs 
that Rick is going to play for us. Well, the first song is a little song about his friend Dick Cheney. Oh, I remember him. I didn't even know they knew each other. See, Rick wanted to set the story straight after that heinous lie that we spread around last time about Dick Cheney. Oh, the one with him uh, having Breitbart killed for his his reliably conservative heart. Destroy the heart! (laughs) (laughs) Save the heart, Joe. Save the heart. 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 Of Breitbart. Yes. Well, uh, Rick Perry penned a song having to do with the incident of the heart. Ah. It's called Incident of the Heart. <laughs> Is that what it's called? No. no. That's not what it's called. It's called Poor Dick. It's called Poor Dick, yeah. Poor Dick. Poor Dick. Let's hear it.
That was great. I didn't understand the end of it. I didn't understand the beginning of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> did we play the whole end? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't want to play the whole end. <laughs> the, <laughs> the end hole. It's like you're asking me to get into a horse costume. Of <laughs> I don't want to play the whole end of the horse. <laughs> Wilbur! <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty low. <laughs> That's too low for me, Joe. Anyway, while I was planting trees, I was listening to an audiobook. And it was uh, Thoreau's uh, Weldon Pond. And he, he like, complains to this book. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, I could listen to myself complaining. I don't have to hear this guy complain. No, he complains very poetically, though, Joe. It's- That's the thing about Thoreau. It's a chronic complaint. <laughs> if you boil it down, all he's doing is complaining. No wonder they put him in jail. <laughs> That's like saying you built your own freaking crappy house, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, it's a very good book. I'm enjoying it. It was uh, good to listen to in the field. As well you should. Yes. I've been looking at your posts lately on the blog. Oh, have you? So what's what's the uh, address of your blog? It's, uh... You would have to ask me. Oh, for Christ's sake. It's talesfromthewilds.blogspot.com or something like Talesfromthewilds.blogspot.com. I think. It's something like that. Yes. Well, you can go to, uh... You can go to big-green.net. And find a link. Oh, you have a link in there? Good. Well, I will. <laughs> it's not very funny, folks. If you're looking for laughs, go to another place. It has wonderful pictures of birds and other creatures. Uh, yes. And, and it has a pithy narration. <laughs> very pithy. A narrative of match experiences in the wilds. Yes. It's quite engaging. It's quite compelling. Yes. So, on your Facebook page, yes. a while ago, you posted this old publicity shot we took for our band circa 1980. Yeah, <laughs> I think it might have been us. even earlier than that. It was like us like lying around in a gutter with like bottles of Jack Daniels. No, it was <laughs> bottles of Molson's. Yeah, but I'm trying to make it sound better. Yes. <laughs> It was empty bottles of Molson's. And that Joe was wearing a barrel. We probably drank over the. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of looked like I was. No, wearing I've got a, this bizarre grin on my face, and and uh, that's Matt's laughing hysterically. Phil, luckily, his face isn't on camera, so nobody he's, could. He's feigning being passed out. And <laughs> I'm puffing on a smoke. Tim Walsh is also passed out. Well, he's kind of like, but you could still see groggy. his head, kind of like. He's kind of gone. Well, he was completely down. Yeah, he's down, but he's going. Oh, so Joe posts the picture on Facebook, <laughs> so all my bosses can see it. Oh Jesus! And they all think it was yesterday. <laughs> so why weren't you at elf practice? <laughs> yeah, it really looks like yesterday. <laughs> we all have hair. <laughs> well, we still have hair. Yes, Joe. but it's gray. <laughs> what do they think? We dyed our hair just. To- <laughs> 
<laughs> Drinking will do that to you, Joe. <laughs> what, turn your hair brown? <laughs> I don't think so. And then, so what, Phil posted a picture from, like, the next year or something that was, like, us playing... Yeah, it was us. In, in the apartment. Us, us jamming. Yeah. No, it was that it was same, same year. year. Okay. Probably the same year. Because we didn't... When the hell did we get together to do that? I don't remember. Around that We were recording, like, a demo tape, and then we took pictures. I would have still been in high school then. I know. Very young. <sighs> Very young. Well, it's a long time ago. Yes, a very long time ago. Yeah, Nineteen eighty. Look like, look like a, that. That's, we were playing "Love Supreme" John Coltrane <laughs> song, and I was like playing the slide guitar on it for, even though I didn't know how to play slide guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't know how to play our instruments either. <laughs> Actually, that was pretty strange stuff you guys were playing. I used to listen to that. <laughs> I used to listen to that down in the basement years later. It's like, wow, this is pretty weird. I think I still have that. Yeah, well, you should put some a, of it. Clip of it out. <laughs> no, don't. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I have the tape around here. Thought somebody. maybe we should talk about the history of the band, Joe. Well, I'd be happy to. Anyone out there? Well, actually, we've we've gotten some requests from the audience to talk about the history <laughs> of the band, haven't we? Here's now that was a re- request from me, but I guess I'm the audience. I have the paper right here. They sent it in a letter. I've got a sandwich. <laughs> they used old-fashioned radio mm, paper. Quite good, quite good. Yes, they sent it by kazoo. Ah! <laughs> kazoo mail. Part one. Well, it all started back in the early 1880s or 1891. Now, are we start? Are we talking about the beginning beginning of Big Green or the beginning of our first band? Like, well, I always think of our first band like object as being like a proto Big Green. Okay, so that would have been that would have been the Mark Klausner. Yes, yeah, so we Walsh. we actually yeah we we started sort of jamming together when we were teenagers. Yes, we did. And you were you were taking guitar lessons. I took bass lessons. Didn't do any good, but and uh, yeah, it was it wasn't a lot of. Help. We were taking lessons from the very accomplished Carmen Carmonica, who is a, an excellent jazz musician in the local Utica area, and is still teaching, and is still teaching. Yes, very dedicated. And he's he's quite a guy, um, and uh, yes, it, well, we didn't learn very much. <laughs> he's a good teacher. Well, but... you learned more than I did. <laughs> well, I was less than dedicated, but but we, I, I basically imitated people. You know, <laughs> I imitated bass lines and styles and things like that. Listen to the band and listen to the Beatles and well, and then Joe bass heavy things. Joe played with our eldest brother. Mark, the true musician of the family. Yes, uh, he actually <clears throat> knew how to play his instrument. <laughs> <laughs> and we could put a clip of him playing to prove that. Yes, here right it is. Here. Okay. That was incredible. That was totally incredible. That's better than I would have ever hoped to be able to play. But there. 
Um, so yeah, I played with Mark up in up in Maine for a little while, and then I came back, and um, we started playing some gigs around here. I think we actually played some horrible duo gigs. Yeah, and. Yeah, we played and, some duo gigs here. We also played as a duo in the Albany area. <laughs> under Once we played under the name Withers Backtrack, <laughs> which we got to see on a marquee, <laughs> which was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. And if I'd had a camera, I would still have that picture. <laughs> yeah, we, we took no pictures in those days. I know. I mean, we were insane. Um, except the one with us drinking. <laughs> but but that was actually quite a bit later. Because it was after, yeah, right. after I went to New Paltz. And yep, I went to New Paltz, and we, we actually, we actually played four of us. One of us was um, was Tim Walsh, who's who's a uh, guitar player, and we he was a friend of my sister's, and we played with him for a while, and we played with a local drummer named Mark Klausner, and we played a couple of gigs with those guys, and then. I went to New Paltz and I met a drummer out there and we jammed with him a few times. And that we was ended Phil up, Ross. Yeah, that was Phil Ross. And uh, very good drummer. Yes, later on, a little bit later, we uh, we moved to Albany. I moved to Albany. And Matt Matt joined me shortly thereafter. Yes. We started playing. That's when we played in Withers Backtrack, <laughs> one gig. <laughs> yes, one gig as Withers yeah. Backtrack. And then Tim Walsh moved up, and we we, we started stayed. going under the name Slapstick at that point. Yeah, I think it was Slapstick. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, yeah, Phil moved up, and we got ourselves a house in Castleton. We we used to rehearse there, and we played a few gigs around the Albany area, and played in Oneonta. We had we had an agent for a little while. <laughs> we had an agent for five minutes. <laughs> he got us some great jobs. We played at Union College at some party. Excellent. We played in the the town of Oneonta or something, right? Yeah, we played in Oneonta. Some kind of town festival. We played a town festival and we played a club that night. Oh, yeah. Right, remember that right, club right. gig? Okay. Yeah, kind of vaguely. The people liked us. Yeah. They must have been crazy. Liked us. Or drunk. Yes. <laughs> or both. Well, we we played... used to play the aquarium in... Castleton. Oh, remember? I forgot the name of that. Yeah, that, that was, was the, the place that was so close to the the train tracks that whenever a train went by, the place like started falling over. It was like that the roof yeah, got, started caving in. It got flooded during Hurricane Camille. That's the, why they called it, it the aquarium. The, I think they called they were, it the aquarium. They were still finding fish on the floor. <laughs> still washed out. <laughs> Castleton was in terrible shape back in those days. It was literally rotting. <laughs> I mean, every building seemed to yeah. have. <laughs> I mean, and this is 1980. It got flooded in this, I think it was in maybe in the early 70s or late 60s. Mm. And it just had never recovered. Never completely. quite dried out. Yeah. You know, it's still, <laughs> still kind of sick. It's right on the Hudson. Yeah. It's actually called Castleton on Hudson. The Hudson was uh, quite a beautiful area there. Uh, Tim Walsh and I used to take some walks uh, along the, the river. Oh yeah, we we once got we once he had that Maverick. Do you remember the Maverick that somebody painted with regular house paint? <laughs> it was black, <laughs> and he takes it on this this like the, this really scrape. primitive dirt road that went down along the Hudson River, and we got stuck. And it's like, what do you do when you 
when you get stuck down there. We have no idea. Call a helicopter. We were yeah. like, one of us would push and the other one would try and, you know, get it out. We ended up inching our way out by putting sticks under the wheels. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we actually did get free by doing that. Figured it out. Yeah. Very clever. We were so clever then. We're not so clever now. We were so clever. So, so we played. I was so much clever then. <laughs> I'm stupider than that now. <laughs> we played some pretty terrible gigs. I I, mean, I'm it, trying to remember the songs we were playing. We were playing like, who wouldn't be pleased with our repertoire of of uh, the band songs? I mean. <laughs> it's like all this music that nobody wanted to hear. <laughs> we played it. <laughs> we played the band. We played Neil Young. We played um, the Beatles. Probably. Maybe some Beatles songs. We played Dylan songs. We, we played, played some original songs. We yeah, played some like Pink Floyd songs. Did we play it at that point? I was think that the next year. <laughs> if we're talking about the first year when you were in that first house... In Castleton, yeah, and then you moved next door, which was the next year, I guess. Yeah, I li- we I lived in this one house. We we all lived in this house that was <laughs> because the bands all lived. Yeah, together. because all the bands lived together. Yeah, <laughs> just like Frank's episode. Yeah, he was absolutely right. And <laughs> what's there to live for? And uh, a piece of and then a couple of years later, I, I lived in the house next door to that house, which was. <laughs> That was the house that looked like it. it the literally... first house was on top of the hill. The second house looked like it had fallen down. Yeah, they were both the on the side of a hill. It was like a hill, hillside street. Is, they and... were both on a on the side of a gorge. Right, and there was a gorge that fell. It fell away rather quickly, and, and hunks of that second house still kept falling off. Not helped by the landlord who didn't know how to fix anything and wouldn't hire anybody to fix anything. So when something was was askew he'd just like rip it off and throw it down into the gorge yeah there was a leak in the porch roof there was a kind of wraparound porch roof on one side and there was a leak in it and i told him there was a leak in the roof and i woke up one morning to the sight of him throwing pieces of the roof down the gully and he had like to fix the roof he ripped the roof off of the porch (laughs) just a hunk of it so there was no longer it was actually a quite an elegant solution there was no longer a leak in the porch roof because there was no, no longer a porch no, roof. No, but when he took off the roof, there was nothing protected the front door, which had a huge hole, you know. Right, it, it had a gap. Yeah, it had a gap at the bottom. A and gap. so the rain would just go right in I know. to the bottom of the door. I know, because there wasn't a straight line in the house. It was just... Kind of, and when I'd stay there, I used like to stay on the couch that was right by that door. And I was like, oh my God, there's water coming in there. You slept on that couch. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. With my bottle of ketchup. I had, in my room, I had a mattress that was like, it was smaller than a single mattress. It was just like this thing that was off of like a, I don't know, a trundle bed or something. I invented a rocket ship, Joe. Oh my God, it's the stick kazoo. It's, it's a, it's some kind of a missile. It's a missile. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, your landlord also famously fixed the leaks in the sink. Joe calls him to fix the Joe calls him to fix the 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 leaking uh, kitchen, the kitchen sink, sink yeah. and he fixed it by breaking one of the one of the um, water faucets off completely. 
No, one of the knobs. Well, you know what he out. did was he borrowed he borrowed parts from from the spigot in the bathroom. <laughs> so he like was taking washers out of that. So when he left, the kitchen sink was it was like it's it was on all the t- it was like it's still just on, and and then the bathroom sink was leaking. <laughs> it's like good work. He was great, and all the while he was there. He had this. He had his. Actually, the owner of the house was his girlfriend. Yeah, Gloria. No, no, was her name no, it Gloria? wasn't Gloria. It no, was, uh, was her name. Gloria was the one who lived upstairs. Yeah. No, she she wasn't the owner of the house. Oh, she wasn't. Yeah, she was a tenant. Yeah, the owner of the house didn't live anywhere oh, near yeah, there. Right. She okay. lived okay. in like Albany, okay, right? And uh, and and she had the house in a divorce settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, her husband. That's right. Yeah, That's he was right. the one who rebuilt now. the stairs <laughs> in the front. He was, like made, made a mess. Yes, of that. the incredibly dangerous stairs that led up the side of the gorge. Yeah, because it was little, the house was literally in a gully, in a gorge, and and to get down from the road, there was this long wooden set of steps, and they were broken. And when I moved in, I said, "Well, you know, you're gonna have to fix that." And they said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll fix it." And so the guy comes over and he tears the thing apart and he rebuilds he it, rebuilds with the it same using wood. the same wood, but with a few extra pieces of like better wood. <laughs> wood that he ripped off the house. And it was like, it was a little bit better than it was before. It wasn't broken, but it was, it was like all kind of, it was like <laughs> off level, you know, like some of the, some of the steps were a little crooked and some of them are wider than the others. Remember the people that lived there before when, when we lived in the house next door? Yeah, Otto and Marcy. Yeah. Yeah. The he bass was a player. bass player. He was a bassist for the Albany Symphony, I think. Yeah. 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 And they, and they, they had that, that guy, what the hell is his name that lived oh, there with him? Paul. Paul. Paul Jundar. Yeah. Yeah. He'd make his guitar speak. He could make his guitar speak. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he was a strange man too yeah he always used to play at that there was that kind of um health food restaurant in albany i forget the name of it the greenhouse cafe or something i can't remember i don't think i went there it was this little little spot and it was <laughs> we certainly got away from talking about the band it was very happy to be well this is part of our history Yes. It's part of stuff it. that I haven't gone over in quite some time. Yes. It's very interesting to us. No one else. <laughs> so that was so the second house was when? In in eighty two? Uh eighty four. Eighty four? Is that that late? Yeah. So there was like a couple intervening years there. Well I, li- I li- when not much one <laughs> I lived in we lived in that house and then after you lived after you left, I lived in Albany. On South Allen Street, right in an apartment, that was like 1982. Yeah, because um, we lived in the house in 1981, and right. then at the end of the year, we left and we moved to moved to South Allen oh, Street. Okay, and then you moved back, and then I moved home that summer. I think it was mm. like 1982 summer, and Ellen, everyone who I was living with, she went to Boston. Right, and then I, I moved to. I moved to mom's house. Right. And and I lived there for about a year and a half. Right, in eighty three is when we we got together with Tim and Phil and we we did that recording at yeah. Bill, Bill Scranton's studio. Yeah. And a video. 
Yes. Well, the video that <laughs> that we made in the living room, right? <laughs> a video, a video um, diary of the. <laughs> oh, you're right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually like a couple <laughs> hours of of us just being idiots. Yes, which we did very easily. Yes, we. At that point, we were playing more original stuff, mostly your songs. Yeah, which were pretty, pretty putrid. Um, no joke. Was it wimpy pop drivel? <laughs> yes, it was. And <laughs> and uh, you, but you were writing music. You were, you wrote music from the time practically you started. Because I remember when I went to when I went to New Paltz, I had tapes of you playing. Some of your really early songs, right? I think I probably have those tapes somewhere. Yeah, I, I did. I wrote songs all the way through that period, but they were most, mostly little kind of acoustic songs. So I mean, they didn't, yeah. I didn't think they translated to a band. So well, they we were, were not. They were them. literally your first songs. They were not playing. <laughs> well, not really, because I had songs before that. I started. I started writing songs probably in seventy-seven. Yeah, I mean, you you started writing so. songs almost as soon as you started playing yes. your instrument. And they were terrible, but but you would expect that's how it goes. <laughs> I I always think that the first big green song was was a uh, sweet reason. Well, I was that's what I say, always I think. Say, you, and we didn't even really have big green at that point. But that's like when I heard that song, I was like, "That's different. <laughs> that's pretty weird. <laughs> that's yeah." Because up to well, that that's point, one of the first songs we played as Big Green, right? And up to that when, point, when, our music was different. It, it just seemed like it was because before it was kind of before that, when we, when you lived in Gilderland, which was when eighty eight five or something, yeah, um, we got together again, and we were t- that was the probably our worst period because we we completely decided that we would play top forty kind of music at that. Yeah, time. we were just playing covers. Yeah, and it, it was, was terrible. terrible. Yeah. It was like there was no. It, there was no fun in it. Well, at there was all. no point to it. Yeah, no. it was dumb. We were playing terrible, terrible. I, at terrible that point, songs. I was just trying to. I was so, I was so broke that I was just yeah. trying to figure out ways to make money. Yeah, but it was like we thought we'd get work doing it. Yeah, money in the same. No, <laughs> we got a little bit more work. But <laughs> remember, we we were trying out drummers for a while because we did. We went went through a drummerless period. We still had Tim Walsh on guitar, but yeah. we uh, and Rocky. We went and through Rocky Rocko. and Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete, whose name means rock. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> someone is throwing rocks at us. <laughs> yes. Rock Hudson. <laughs> rock Hudson died about that time. So um, that was the end of that incarnation. Yeah, that was yeah, that was bad. And that's that's about when it was like eighty five or eighty six I, I met Ned. Danison in yeah when in you were that, you were playing some like because all this time I was playing top band. cover bands yeah. to make money right. I would I would play in like dance bands on the weekends and I was just dancing Matt would just dance <laughs> and people people would put money in his in his underwear <laughs> oh now they put it in my barrel they were hard times <laughs> yeah put it in your barrel <laughs> there was a crack in his barrel <laughs> crack of barrel. <laughs> There was a crack in my... Was it my crack? <laughs> Get out of there. Get out of it. Get up out of it. Get out of it. Call. Yeah, so uh, 
Yeah, that's where you met Ned when you were playing in uh, Ronnie and what's his name? Oh, no, it was actually um, Paul. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's right. Paul and Holly. 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 Yeah, right. Paul and Holly. <laughs> I tried to go see you guys play a few times and I ended up leaving. <laughs> like, yes, uh, I wanted to leave too. Uh, uh, the only thing that made uh, it the uh, only thing that made it bearable was Ned just because he was funny and yeah. it was like good to hang out with him. But he'd say hilarious things too. He was a pretty funny guy. So Big Green started when eighty six <laughs> when when Mr. Green heard it. <laughs> the songs are Mr. Green jeans. <laughs> well, I know what we'll be apologizing for next month. <laughs> We'll just apologize right now. <laughs> Save a lot of time. That's John White's fault. That's his. That's that's his, that's his little song. rhyme. Yeah. yeah. Okay, he'll apologize. Yes, he'll apologize. <laughs> we'll bring okay, him John, on. Get over here. We outed him, and now he has to apologize for it. Now he's in trouble. In trouble. You can apologize because you laughed. You're in trouble. I didn't laugh. I laugh. I, I think it's funny. I admit. No. I admit. Um. Yeah. Um. What was I about to say? <laughs> I don't know, Joe. You were ta- we were talking about the first incarnation of Big Green with Ned Dennison. Yes. Which we were again in search of a drummer almost immediately. Yes. We had, for our photo shoot, <laughs> we had Leif, the photographer, sat in <laughs> as Drumbo. Leif Zermielen. Yeah, he, he, uh, he sat in as Drumbo. <laughs> he was our Drumbo. I actually think that picture is posted somewhere. <laughs> And uh, for music, we were playing all originals at that point. Uh, just about, except we played, like, uh, Slipping in a Slide. And... Oh, my God! Oh, my God, Joe. What was that? So, it, you have a robotoid. Please repeat the command. <laughs> no! I'm sorry. <laughs> that was weird. So my phone talks to me sometimes. Uh, we played there. some of Ned's songs. Ned had some very good songs. We played Ned's songs. We played actually a large number of covers too, because we, we played. Yeah, we we were doing okay. covers, but they were kind of quirky covers. We did. Oh some, yeah, okay. We like Talking Heads, and and we did some old rock numbers like yeah. um, Long Distance Operator, and yeah. we did we did, we did uh, uh, that Beatles song. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, but but we also did a lot of original stuff, stuff like Mets songs like of course we did some of Ned's songs um we did ned songs we did a couple of my songs yeah. Did, i think yeah we did don't remember daniel's gone we did that oh one. yeah i can't believe it yeah it's hard i to can't believe, believe it. it i can't believe it i can't believe it i think we only actually performed once and then ned got religion and went to china or something and, <laughs> and joe went crazy and <laughs> matt started I, drinking i started wearing hats and next thing we knew the green is kind of on <laughs> Next thing, you know. <laughs> and then, uh. <laughs> well, the next thing you know, the green's on hold. The green was on hold for a while. Yes. Because when we got back together, uh, we were playing with. Well, we were playing with John. John got into Big Green right at the end before Ned. Yeah, I off. think Ned Ned jammed with Ned looked John at, once. looked at John and somehow Jesus occurred to him. <laughs> <laughs> that happens like that. to a lot of us. 
Yeah, so I look when at John, look at and the John. first thing I think of is Jesus. The first thing we think of is John's a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing we know, we all got great hair. <laughs> That's right. It happened just that way. Yeah. Yeah, we started playing with John. We, we started st- playing with uh, Tony Butera, the guitar player. I guess we were Big Green then for that period, weren't yep. we? So we stayed as Big Green. We became Big Green when we started playing with Ned, and we sort of held on to the name. Okay, so we didn't go on hold. So that was like 1987. And then we just kind of played here and there. We 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 kind of we also had a different uh, uh, alias band called I19, in which we played right. kind of more cover stuff. Which we went through a few different guitar players with. Yeah, we did kind of a another cover band just because to... when Tony left, we we played with a couple different people, including, uh, including Steve Bennett, Steve Bennett, and, and Jeremy Shaw. Jeremy Shaw, of which we have recordings. Yes, it's Steve Bennett. Also, he didn't. I don't know. He probably wrote music, but he he sang a lot of uh, covers. And he didn't like to learn the ones that we would, <laughs> the songs that we were playing. And so we ended up playing with what he was playing because it was easier. <laughs> yeah. And, and which is, which is not unusual. No. It's not unusual. And he's, he's definitely a talented individual. Yes. As is Jeremy. Jeremy's tremendously talented. He's outrageously talented individual, in my opinion. Yes. I think he's still doing his uh, Stone Soup reunion every year. Comes up to right. uh, Remsen and... Up in uh, Trenton, right? Yes. Is it at his yeah, mother's Trent- place? Yeah. Well, it's it's on their it's on their land. Right. Not right by the house, but it's like around there. It's mm-hmm. like across the street from there. Oh, it's across the street. Okay. Yeah, it's this big thought, field or uh, something. Okay. I thought Ellen lived across the street. I was like up the road, I don't know, someplace. It's in Trenton Falls. Okay. Yeah, it's a big field. You have to. It's a great big field. You have to climb up the historic. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. I drove by the farm. And then, oh my God, we have such a long history. Joe, Jesus Christ, we're going back like 14 decades here. And this is like even before we like made the first album. Yeah, that's right. We didn't make an album until 2000, right? Yeah, 1999. And that was a collection of songs that were, uh, well, all well, there's, Christmas yeah, songs. Yeah, there's the whole history of Matt's Christmas songs, which we should, we should uh, you know, we should go into in some detail. Yes. This, yeah. but sometime. Do we have time? Since you're begging us. Do we have time? Since you're begging us. Do we have time? Do we have time? Do we have time? I have to have a cream sandwich, which will be difficult so Matt, because I don't eat cream. So, what's happening, Joe? What's happening in the news today? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I to kind of stop listening to the news this week. I can see why. I decided it's too obnoxious. It's I'm too just obnoxious. going to make up my own news now. Yes. Excellent. I like happy news. Excellent suggestion. <sighs> <laughs> Maybe it's time for us. It's time for us to go. <laughs> it's time for no, us no, no, no. to go. Wait, there's another song. 
Oh, there is. Another song. Oh, okay. You have to play another, another song. Rick Perry song. Another Rick Perry song, yes. Well, listen, I'm tired, people. Look, Cousin Rick... Planted almost a hundred trees Cousin Rick today. went through the trouble. A hundred trees. Of recording, writing, recording, and, and mixing this song. Hey! And you're trying to step all over it with your petty complaints. Just like Thoreau. <laughs> Always complaining. He spent so much time outside. I'm He's starting to sound like Thoreau. <laughs> through and through a Thoreau. <laughs> and I'm through with it. It makes me want to Thoreau. <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought of a new conspiracy theory. It has oh, to okay. do with Rick. Okay. It has to do with Rick and global warming. I'm all ears. He actually believes that global warming is real. Hmm. But he's trying to suppress that knowledge because he has learned that... With a bit of global warming, the maple trees start producing their sap early. Oh, Earlier in the that's season, right. Joe. So very early spring, Rick right. will be able to have as much syrup as his heart desires. Like having a tunnel to the bank, son. <laughs> <laughs> a tunnel to the flapjack bank. Oh, oh, yeah. I never thought of it that way. It's a so small probably, conspiracy theory. Yeah, but. he wants people to think that there isn't global warming, so that there will continue to be global warming, so that so that he could get his syrup earlier. Get his syrup. It's just, all about just him. Just a couple weeks earlier. <laughs> a couple weeks earlier. But a couple weeks earlier every year, and soon he'll never be without it. That's right. The beginning of the year will hit the end of the year, and then there'll always be syrup. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <sighs> so, uh, Rick's other song um, is called R- "Sing Rick Sing." Is it? <laughs> it's called "Dance Rick Perry Dance." Oh, "Dance Rick Perry Dance." You know nothing. Yes. Well, this this song is probably the most deeply autobiographical song that Rick has ever made. Yeah, it's full of pathos. I it. It made me sad. It did make me sad. It actually did. I felt sorry for Rick Perry, and that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah. Because he's such a fuck. <laughs> I know. There's really nothing to feel sorry about with him, and I felt sorry. I'm going to have to apologize for that now. Oh, man. <laughs> we haven't even gotten through an entire show. you got to apologize again already. Yeah, well, I'm, so I don't have to do it next time. I apologize to everyone. I apologize to Rick and to his mother. Is his mother still alive? I don't think so. How would you know? His mother may have turned out to be in his religious show. Is he still doing those like big, like religious? Oh, big tent. Big Tent Event, Big tent sir. Revival. I guess he just did that for... It's Rick's Big Tent Revival! <laughs> Come on now! I guess he just did that when he was like leading up to become a candidate. Bring your torches! When he was leading up to be- become a candidate. Candidate. <laughs> <laughs> the Manchurian candidate. <laughs> you know all my media references, Joe. Damn you. That's right. No one else does, though. <clears throat> so, yeah, Rick's... Uh, dance, Rick, dance. Thanks, Rick so Perry. Rick wants us to play this other song, the sad song, the song that he wrote himself. A song, the lonely song, the song with nobody in it. 
Okay. That's another media reference that no one will understand. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I don't want none of two and a three and a.
We don't live there anymore. Um, Time to update those things. Oh. <laughs> Dates grow on trees, Joe. Dates grow on trees. Yes, they do. So, Matt, just to wrap up, let's cover. <laughs> Why would we want to do that? Let's let's sum up a few of the points that we made. First, Big <laughs> Green has a really long necessary. and proud history. <laughs> Second, we're very, very sorry about everything we said last time. <laughs> we're also very strong supporters of the Second Amendment. That's right. Ah, kapow. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we're part of a well-organized militia. Like it's a riot. <laughs> we're going to go to that big tent revival meeting. <laughs> well, I'm there. I'm there. Sure. Share and share alike. Don't hit your head. Yeah, it's head hitting time. It's head hitting time. Good night, everyone. It's time for us to go. <laughs> Good night. We, we, we've been through that. Yes, okay. Quite so. Thank you. Thank you. Again. There's something I forgot to say. <laughs> we'll say it quickly. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save it. Okay. I, I'm saving it. Saving it all.
Goodbye. Well, that's all we got for this month. Special thanks to Matt Perry, my brother. A little extra thanks to Cousin Rick Perry, from whom we were able to hear this month once again. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for those heartfelt songs. We really enjoyed that very much. I hope you'll come back next month. This month's podcast brought to you by, oh, God knows who. I don't think we had a sponsor this month. No one trusts us anymore. See us at big-green.net. Bye-bye.